0: cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to an episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields. With me, as always, is Kellen Finney. This week, we got a very special guest, KMESH, the cannabis industry career coach. KMESH, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. I am already laughing a lot, which is my favorite thing to do, especially because I work in the cannabis industry. And if you don't have a sense of humor, you will not be here long. So uh, very, very glad uh, to be to be joining you today.
0: I want to talk about the transition, right? When you first got in the industry, you were doing kind of the executive recruiting, leadership. I like want to do the transition on how that became industry
1: coaching. Sure. So over the years of, of, so I'll give you a little bit of background on, on Flower Hire and the work that we did there. So Flower Hire is one of the leading executive search firms in cannabis. And we, our work there to, was focused exclusively on six figure cannabis jobs nationally. So what that means is, I say six figures a little bit with an asterisk just because there are some roles like let's say a GM for a dispensary at you know depending on what market you're in those people can be can be paid anywhere from like sort of 75k up to like I've seen people now in the New York market making you know high high ones low twos for that position. And so when we talk about six figure we really talk about like leadership strategic hires who are going to move up the corporate ladder, so to speak, right? And so our hiring was all focused on that manager, director, VP, and C-level roles in cannabis for licensed operators. So, like our work was for big MSOs, single state operators, and some very well-funded ancillary companies as well, like a Hawthorne uh, Gardening uh, side of the and you know the Lights companies, all the all, all the folks that still have booths at MJ BizCon, those companies. <laughs> Those companies at one point had, believe it or not, they had money to pay recruiters. And we we did their recruiting and we built their teams. And so, you know, as a team, David Belsky founded Flower Hire in 2017, and I joined on in 2020. And so at this point, you know, that firm, and, and as of 2020, when I, I left, uh, 2023, when I left Flower Hire, we'd made over a thousand strategic hires into the industry at that uh, manager, director, VP, and C level. And so, and for me, personally, I've placed over a hundred of those people. So what I learned through that process was just how much people in cannabis needed to understand about what it meant to work in cannabis. <laughs> like <laughs> people really, cause there's nobody to guide them. Right. Like there's there. So anyway, I'm, I'm going on a monologue here, but like, no, uh, nobody knows, like my inbox was just Blooded. Like my inbox literally, you guys was bananas, banana, bananas. Kamesh, can you look at my resume? Kamesh, how much should I get paid for this position? Kamesh, uh, I got turned down by this position. Why, Why I've emailed them 25 times, they keep ignoring me. Why? I'm perfect for the role. Like, and I'm kind of being like playful, but these are really legitimate questions.
0: I just want to highlight a few of the things you say, because I, I think it's really so important to, to, to go back to it. Like Everyone here is entrepreneurs, and they're building things that when, there is no roadmap. And as you described perfectly, is that each company, each state operates completely differently so that you may be semi-successful in one role and then look to transition. And it's a complete non-fit, just maybe the culture, the the positioning, the role, the expectations. All of those things are kind of the unknown variables as we all take on this beautiful journey of of unknowns, which is the cannabis industry. So, for you, how important is it for you to kind of get an understanding of the inner workings of a company from a cultural standpoint to know that this person needs this type of personality or skills to be successful?
1: That's such a good question and and a nuanced one, right? Because the challenge is that especially now is like these companies don't look great, <laughs> you know, from a fundamentals perspective, they don't look great from a PR perspective, they don't look great, and like and I. I can only speak this way because I'm working for myself. <laughs> True. Uh, you know and and I also but I also say this I hope because like and I reason I came on this podcast too is because like we're industry insiders. I feel like we can talk about the industry in a, in a way that like I wouldn't talk about it to folks who are not. You know like and what I mean is I see myself as um as an advocate for this industry, when I'm speaking to people who don't understand the industry. But when I talk to people who've been inside the industry, and I really, and I say this to founders all the time, there's a level of candor that I think is very important right now with executives um, and even your folks like yourself, service providers, professional service providers, like being candid with people about where your company is at in terms of its fiscal health and also its cultural health. Because toxicity in this industry is a problem. And I think that the smart folks who are really looking forward and and learning from the past are ready to kind of reckon with that a little bit and say, hey, you know what? Look, like, it's not great. You know, things aren't great here, but we're working on it. And here's how we're working on it. And here's the things we're putting in place for 2024 that would make this a place that you would want to come work, right? And so what I kind of tell my clients is, do your homework, you know, do your research.
0: Dream smoking session, three people dead or alive.
1: I I mean, like, I definitely want to smoke a joint with Mahatma Gandhi. There's no doubt about that. I mean, are you kidding me? Um, They're probably all going to be like civil rights leaders. Um, There's a Jewish female socialist named Emma Goldman who I think would be like just a great sash you know what I mean? like like I would just learn a lot and and uh and and hear a lot um ah, who else oh my gosh number 3 i mean i mean yeah i mean i'm i'm coming up with with also you know sort of civil rights leaders you know like a Martin Luther King. Whatever right? comes to mind, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds a little cliche, right? But it's true. Like those are the people the the people who change society in meaningful, big ways, right? Like because I think cannabis has the potential to change society in a big, meaningful way.
0: When you got started in your journey with cannabis, what did you get right, and most importantly, what did you get wrong?
1: Oof, great question. I want to add that to my coaching questions. That's a really good one. You're like right, you're right where I'm at. We're we're uh we were meant to meant to be friends and colleagues. That's a good question. So where did I get right? I, I think this thing about the why I got right. I think that um being in this, you know, my little bit about, you know, I, I told you a little bit there about my back journey, but like when I, I was in uh, natural health and wellness, I was a publisher of a, a magazine and an online marketing company. Um, that was my first entrepreneurial endeavor. Um, and through that experience, one of my biggest advertisers, my back page advertiser was a CBD company. And the process by which that happened where he approached me and said, I want to advertise my CBD. And this was 2017. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to get arrested. Like, <laughs> like, I, like I had, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. I had not smoked weed since that, you know, that like that unfortunate bong rip at that, you know, party at GW, right? Like I hadn't, (laughs) I hadn't touched the plant. I had no idea, you know, what it did or how it functioned or anything like that. I had no idea we had a legal market in California and other places. I mean, I was just like a mom. I was a a mom and I, I didn't know anything about it. So he really started me down the education um, to learning about this plant, understanding what the, what the industry was going to be, what the potential was. Um, and then when I fit, fe- when I found out and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like a billion dollar industry. Like this plant that heals people is going to be a billion dollar industry. Like this just, you know, I, I remember just walking around for like a month just with my, like, Couldn't believe that this was the case. So I decided that I wanted to come in. And at the same time, my husband at the time was in law school and he was learning about mass incarceration and overpopulation in the prison system. And Philadelphia was suing the city of Philadelphia. I'm sorry. Yeah, the city of Philadelphia was suing the prison system for overcrowding. And he read a book by an incredible woman and, um, and civil rights leader, Michelle Alexander. She wrote a book called The New Jim Crow which became sort of like the, the tome, if you will, or the foundation of the mass incarceration movement, right? That we have an overcrowding problem in this country, that most of the people who are in jail are, are black and brown men uh, that were imprisoned during the drug war. So he was coming to all these realizations at the same time that I was coming to these realizations about holistic health and wellness and how it could help. And when I put those two things together, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, the answer, I don't even know what the question was, but that was the story. So, so I think I got it right that I know that I knew why I came in and here I am five, six years later. And I'm still like, that's why I'm here. I still believe we got that. There's like an incredible thing that's happening here. I still can't believe how many more States have legalized in the last five years. Like it's, it's crazy. So I still believe in it. So that part I got right. What did I get wrong? Oh, that I thought it was going to be fast.
0: Love it. So KMS, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to learn more and they want to get some coaching. Where can I find you?
1: Oh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, baby. LinkedIn's the place. Um, Find me on LinkedIn and then I'll send you the other web stuff. But mostly LinkedIn. That's where I like to talk with people. I like to hear what folks are up to. I really like to look at people and what they're up to and what they're doing, you know, before we get on the call. That helps me so much to contextualize and have a sense. Everybody has their own cannabis leadership journey, right? Everybody's is unique. There isn't one story no, it's and that's part of why I'm fascinated by it, why I'm inspired by it. Um, and so I really encourage folks like if this resonates for you, if you like me, if you think I'm funny or crazy or whatever you think I am, but you think I might be of help, you know, or you've got that friend, colleague who's just blowing up your phone because like they're losing their minds. Be like, hey, maybe you should talk to K-Man.
0: <laughs> awesome. We'll link it all up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. Thank you both so much. This was awesome.
0: Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you.